Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, August 17th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Democrats have serious questions for the U.S. Postmaster General. A vaccine maker argues for what it calls an ethical margin. And only months after it was Europe's COVID-19 epicenter, Italy's economy shows signs of life. Plus, with most fun canceled, you'd think chocolate makers would be doing great. What's gone wrong? I'm Dan Bobkoff, in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The United States Postal Service issued a dire warning last week, saying that mail-in ballots might not arrive in time to be counted on Election Day. That has senior Democrats saying changes at the post office are jeopardizing the November 3rd elections. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, and Chuck Schumer, the Senate Minority Leader, want Postmaster General Louis DeJoy to testify before Congress, calling him, quote, an accomplice in the president's campaign to cheat in the election. Lawmakers claim changes at the post office are slowing down the mail. Since Mr. DeJoy assumed the post in June, he has been criticized for dismantling mail sorting machines, cutting overtime, and removing post boxes. Some Democrats have called for his resignation. Ms. Pelosi plans to call the House back early from its August recess for hearings on the post office issues. Meanwhile, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows accused Democrats of trying to, quote, stoke fear. But President Donald Trump, down in the latest polls, has been aggressively trying to sow doubt about mail-in voting, claiming that postal voting is rife with fraud and could make it impossible to know the results of November's election for months or even years, though there's no evidence for either claim. A German pharmaceutical group says it won't sell its potential vaccine for COVID-19 at cost. CureVac is arguing instead for what it calls a, quote, ethical margin for shareholders. The company raised $213 million Friday when it went public on the Nasdaq stock exchange. CureVac's chief financial officer told the Financial Times that it can't sell at cost because investors have been putting money into the company for 10 years. So he says there should be a little return for them. He declined to say what that margin would be. CureVac is among a number of companies using messenger RNA technology to try to develop a vaccine against the coronavirus that causes COVID-19. Moderna and Pfizer are also betting on the technique, which transcribes some of the pathogen's genetic code into human cells in order to help detect the virus. But to date, no messenger RNA vaccine has been approved. CureVac is currently conducting phase one trials on 168 people. Moderna and Pfizer are already in phase three, which is the final step before regulatory approval. It was only a few months ago that Italy was reeling from the coronavirus pandemic. It was the first European country to be hit hard by COVID-19 and has recorded 35,000 deaths. Less than six months later, Italy's economy is starting to bounce back. Its second quarter GDP drop was a dramatic 12.4%, but that's actually quite a bit better than analysts had feared. Spain fared much worse with an 18.5% contraction. June's industrial output also did better than analysts expected. It increased more than 8% compared with the previous month. What's propping up Italy's economy? Economists see effects from grants, cheap loans, and government measures to support the unemployed. 
Plus, Italy might be doing better partly because it had, for years, been doing worse than its neighbors. Its economy hardly grew over the past decade. Many weak businesses had already failed before the pandemic, leaving stronger firms better able to withstand the economic fallout. The big test will come this autumn, with companies hoping for fresh orders and public health officials trying to stave off new waves of infection. And now some bitter news about something sweet. Have you been eating more chocolate during the pandemic? You might think the lockdown would provoke a surge in demand for cocoa, but think again. COVID lockdowns have disrupted sales of chocolate at airports, hotels, restaurants, and specialty boutiques. That's led to a collapse in demand in recent months, sending prices sharply lower. Emiko Terrazano, our commodities correspondent, told Mark Filipino that chocolate sales are up in supermarkets the past few months, but that's not enough to make up for lost sales elsewhere. I noticed that at the beginning of March, just after lockdown, Nigella Lawson, the celebrity chef, said she was eating a bar every night and coined the hashtag batten the curve, which went trending among her followers. So I gather that the extra chocolate we're all eating at home doesn't make up for the amounts people buy when they're traveling. Yeah, so what you buy at airports and also the gourmet chocolate sector has really taken a hit. And of course, there's an overlap. For example, I went to um, the local supermarket just around Father's Day and saw these big Toblerones that you only see in airports. So I called Mondelez, which is the company which owns Toblerone, and they say about a third of Toblerone sales relies on sales in the travel segment. So it's things like that. Is there a particular kind of product that depends heavily on travel or tourism? You mentioned Toblerone, but are there other kinds? Well, um, you know, it's the chocolates that are laid on your pillow in your hotel room at night or the small truffles that might come with your chocolate at the end of the meal in a restaurant. So things like that. And, you know, the high-end chocolate boutiques on the high street, which sell individual chocolates displayed on a tray, that's the sort of product that's been really hit. Right. And I have to imagine that we probably didn't even see it as bad as it could have been because most of the pandemic in the Western countries occurred after Valentine's Day. So if this is still going on in in a few months, we'll see what happens there. And to that point, you know, are analysts and market watchers predicting a recovery in the second half of the year? Uh, what, What do you think this depends on? The point about Valentine's Day is a valid one, but then we also had Easter. Right. um, So the big events are Valentine's Day, Easter, and the second half of the year, it's Halloween and Christmas. Are we going to be allowed to give out chocolates and candy to trick-or-treaters or have gatherings with family where everyone eats chocolate. Now, what this means is that on the industry side, companies and processors will be cautious and they've already got a big stock of cocoa, which they bought at the start of the pandemic, just in case um, flows of cocoa being stopped from uh, producing countries. So although prices have fallen sharply, it makes a possible recovery quite difficult to predict. And speaking of the two main producer countries, Ghana and Ivory Coast, how is this affecting cocoa farmers in those two places? So the demand decline has depressed prices, which are at a just above a 15-month low. And of course, this will affect the amount that the farmers get paid for their cocoa beans. 
Now, the governments of the two countries have added a premium of $400 per tonne on the beans that international buyers purchase. This goes to support the farmers. But even with the added premium, it's unclear whether farmers will be able to get a living wage. So, Emiko, with the market being disrupted, do you think this will lead to shortages? So cocoa grows on trees and isn't something that's planted annually and then harvested. But there will be an impact if chocolate demand remains weak. And analysts are very worried about producers in Latin America, like Ecuador, who produce premium cocoa beans for the luxury market. The FT's Emiko Terrazano talking with Mark Filipino. Before we go, the Democrats kick off their convention tonight. That's where Joe Biden will be formally nominated as the party's nominee. Speakers include former President Bill Clinton and progressive star Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But given the pandemic, there won't be crowds or balloons. Instead, speakers will be beamed in over the internet. You can read more on all these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's Corient.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.